Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It is another great day. We are here today to start another episode on Labor Day of Political Theater with me, your host, Charles Nash. So I'm going to go ahead and get He's Back by Alice Cooper here, cut off, and we are ready to start another glorious episode, folks. There are a lot of things going on in the news. I have had some uh, questions that have been sent to me from uh, audience members who listen to my podcast um, that I'm going to be addressing today. Uh, some of it may seem like uh, information you already know, um, but we're going to go over it because I actually think it's a good topic. Um, it has to do with COVID, uh, but I have a lot of people asking me uh, to do the breakdown of what is actually in the vaccine, what the vaccine actually does, because there's a lot of people out there apparently that are confused uh, when I talk about vaccinations like I've done before um, that want to know basically what I'm talking about when I say if it's a vaccination against whatever you're being vaccinated against, that one vaccination you're done. Uh, I've used, you know, things like polio and things, for example, in the past. So we're, we're going to get into that. Um, <clears throat> and there's some other news. Uh, we're also going to discuss uh, Labor Day in itself. What Labor Day is, because as you all know, with schools being on hiatus still because of COVID uh, or the Delta variant, There's a lot of kids out there uh, that honestly should know what Labor Day is. There's a lot of people out there that should know what Labor Day is. But apparently, uh, it's something now of a holiday that's being forgotten. And the meaning behind it is being forgotten. So we're going to go over quite a bit today. This is going to be an educational podcast. But again, we're also going to touch on the news topics of the week. So getting into this today, the first thing that I'm I'm going to go into is actually giving my viewers here the classification of what the COVID-19 virus is. So the best way to do this, folks, is, is this way, just like this. I'm going to break down why COVID-19 is named COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 was basically, um, it's a variant of SARS, folks. Like the SARS that came out of China in 2008. Now, this is considered a a SARS-CoVID-2 variant, which is what the CDC and the World Health Organization classifies it, and and the definition behind it is. The 19 has to do with two things. These are facts. This is not me making this up. I'm reading this from the CDC and the World Health Organization so that there's no uh, argument of where I'm getting this information from. I'm, I'm 
literally reading this right now from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. So the COVID-19 virus, like I said, is a SARS-CoV-2 variant. Just like the SARS variant, like I said, in 2008. Again, from the provenance of China. Now, a lot of people want to know, where is the 19? How did that come into play in the name? Well, there's two reasons for the 19 behind COVID. For one, it has to do with the year. The started, the COVID-2 variant here, or the SARS COVID variant, started in, in the year 2019. Late or mid is what we're being told. The next part of this is where I get a lot of people telling me that I'm wrong. Again, I'm reading this from the Center of Disease Control. This is a virus. So the 19 also means it is the 19th variant or mutation or adaptation. However you want to word it, however you want to look into it. The 19th variant. So if you look at the flu, for example, I know most people's going, well, Mr. Nash, we don't hear about that anymore. It's dead. No, the flu exists, folks. Again, just like the flu, SARS-CoV-2 is a variant, the 19th variant. Hoping that everyone is up to date here with what I'm explaining. So, here are some key points over the COVID virus. It says virtual mutation and variants in the United States are routinely monitored through the sequence-based surveillance, laboratory studies, and epidemiological investigations. The U.S. government SARS-CoV-2 uh, Intelligence Group, or SIG, develop a variant classification scheme that defines three classes of SARS-CoV-2 variants. Variant of interest, variant of concern, variant of high contingence or consequence. So as I go through here, people want to know, basically, if you look at what I, when I say the Delta variant, again, that is another mutated variant of the COVID virus. Now we have another one. There is another one, supposedly, that is being looked at right now by our favorite person of all time, which would be Dr. Fauci. This would be the MU variant. Uh, now this was on Fox News Health. It says, Fauci names new COVID-19 variant health officials are keeping an eye on. I'm going to go ahead and read the article here. It says, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci, excuse me, the top disease expert in the United States, that's debatable, said in an interview on Sunday that the health organization officials are keeping an eye on the COVID-19 MU variant to see if it emerges to become more dominant. Now, this was first picked up in Los Angeles with the first patient. Um, 
the MU variant to scientists has been categorized as the B.1.621. Um, and it was added to the World Health Organization's list of variants of interest. Remember, I said there's three categories. Interest is one of them. The first uh, variant of this was identified in Colombia and has been confirmed in at least 39 countries, according to the World Health Organization. Now, Dr. DeFauci says the MU variant of the COVID-19 is not an imminent threat, adding to health officials that they are keeping an eye on it to make sure it doesn't become more dominant. Now, folks, I'm just going to go ahead and just say this. You know damn well, and pardon my language, but you know damn well what's going to happen with this. Just like the Delta variant, the MU variant is going to be the next thing that we hear about. About you got to shut down the schools. Uh, you got to shut down the schools. You got to shut down the schools right now. Everybody's got to start wearing face masks. In. Uh, matter of fact, we need everybody that goes to work. All businesses got to require you to start wearing face masks. You got to start social distancing again by six to ten feet. We need plexiglass up in every building. It's going to happen again, folks. We're going to go back to it. Does anyone else see the pattern that we're going to keep seeing here? I'm bringing this information as an educational topic, but also just to show the asinine hysteria behind this. Because every couple of months, what's going to happen just like the flu every year? It's going to mutate. COVID or SARS-2 is going to mutate. A variant's going to mutate. And the process is never going to stop. It's just not. My point in all of this is, folks, I get that the virus is real. I'm not doubting that. But there are some key things, even if you go to the World Health Organization or the CDC or your family doctor or any hospital or university that studies viruses, there's one thing that's not being reported. We keep hearing how this virus is so deadly that it's just killing everybody. Hospitals are becoming overrun again, state to state and country to country. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, the hysteria is just that. It's hysteria. This virus is no deadlier than the flu or any other virus that we have out there, rather upper, lower, GI, whatever you want to you want to compare it against. Look at the swine flu in 2010. It made people deathly ill, but yet we heard nothing about it. We shut nothing down. Obama only talked about it twice. The news briefly touched on the swine flu. And it was just as bad, if not more contagious, than the COVID. But yet we heard nothing. The schools never shut down. We never seen any huge sanitation efforts being taken place. We never heard anything about social distancing or masks. And as soon as it came in, just like any virus, it burned itself out. 
Because see, that's the problem here, folks. Everyone keeps wanting to say, well, we gotta, we gotta put masks back on. Why? If masks were effective, and I've even had people on social media that are good friends calling me out saying, why are you such an anti-masker? I'm not an anti-masker. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. I'm not telling anyone that they can't wear a mask. What I am telling people is, is if masks work, like Governor DeWine last week, and everyone heard my rant about that, if masks work, then why do we still have COVID? Why do we still have any other virus that's out there that's airborne? And I've yet to get an answer from that, from anyone. Mum is the word when I ask that question. But they'll keep pushing the mask mandates. So, again, I ask that question. If masks work, then why do we still have a COVID problem, apparently? Why do we still have any problem with any virus? And the answer is really easy. It's called masks do not work. Not with the way they're being portrayed in the media. So the last thing that, like I said, I, I had individuals ask me about the COVID-19. I also had people say to me, uh, we'd like to know what the breakdown is of the virus, uh, of the vaccine itself how it works, why should I go get a shot or shots or why do I need a booster shot now after eight, six to eight months? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you, this is from ct.gov on the COVID vaccine. This is how does the COVID vaccine work? So this is a breakdown of how the vaccine works compared to past vaccines for other viruses. I hope everyone's paying attention because here's the breakdown. It says COVID-19, the mRNA vaccines, prepare our immune systems to protect us from the COVID-19 virus. It says the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines provide instructions to the cells in our upper arm to make a harmless protein found on the surface of the virus that causes COVID-19. It says once this spike protein is made, the cell breaks down the instructions and gets rid of them. Our immune system recognizes this spike protein, doesn't belong in our bodies, and makes antibodies to bind around the protein. Signaling our immune cells to attack. This is called an immune response. mRNA vaccines provide instructions for our immune system to make antibodies without having to risk the serious consequences of getting sick with the COVID-19 and passing it on to others. <clears throat> now, I want everyone to listen to that, what I just said. Underline this. It says, without making serious risk of serious consequences of getting sick with COVID-19 and passing it on 
to others. Why am I highlighting that topic right there in the sentence? Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and tell you, folks, because that's a lie. Because if that was the case, then why is it that people that are getting vaccinated or how about another great example? How about politicians that have got the COVID-19 vaccination and are now coming down with the virus again or a second time or a third time? Folks, it's being reported that people are getting it, not mass media wise, but it's being reported. Now, I'm reading the scientific breakdown of the COVID-19 vaccination. And like I said, I highlighted a key point there. That's not true. Even though they're claiming it's true. I'll continue. It typically takes a couple weeks before once our immune system response to the spike protein and is produced. Our bodies can recognize the COVID-19 virus. Our immune system will automatically fight the virus to protect us from getting sick. Because it takes time to build this immune memory, it is possible to get COVID-19 just before or after the vaccination when the vaccine is still working to provide pro protection. Again, if you're listening to what I'm saying, we know that that statement about this vaccine isn't true. Because if it was, and let's say you wait several weeks or several months, according to this scientific breakdown of the virus and of the vaccination, your body within several weeks to a month, month should be able to build up that protein. You should be able to, your body's immune system should be able to recognize and fight off the COVID-19 or the SARS-CoV-2 variant. But yet, here we are. People are getting vaccinated and what's happening? Several, several months after the vaccination, you should already have the memory cells people are still getting COVID. And according to this, you're not supposed to be able to, after the vaccination, you're not supposed to be able to pass on the COVID virus if you end up getting it again, according to this. But we know that that's not true because what did we hear Dr. Fauci in the CDC? What do we keep hearing the Biden organization say now? Well, if, if you've got the COVID vaccination, you still got to wear a mask because you could still be spreading it. Oh, but yet according to what I'm reading here from the individuals that make the vaccine, we know that that's not true now. Does anyone see the hypocrisy of what I'm, I'm showing here? What is being read to you is coming right from the vaccine makers. It's coming right from the CDC and the CT.gov. And it's not true. 
Because if it was true, everything that I'm reading off to you and everything that I'm proving to you with what's happening to individuals out there, it wouldn't be happening to them. Here's another one. It says, here are some fun facts about the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. It says, they cannot give someone COVID-19. Well, it says that the vaccines do not have a live virus. Now, I don't know about anybody else. Depending on what shot you have, like, good example, for me, at the time that I was working, I no longer work for them anymore. At the time that I was working for Ohio Health, which I would never work for them ever again, but that's another topic for another day. I was required because of patient care and going into patients' homes, I was required to get the COVID-19 vaccination. I didn't fight it. I've already been shot up with everything from the military folks anyway, so what's another one to add to my body? So I got the Pfizer vaccination, two shot. The first one landed me in the hospital, folks, for over a day. Matter of fact, I had to end up getting EpiPinned because I had such a bad reaction to it. Now, even with everything that happened to me, when it was time again, I went ahead and got the second one. Now, I didn't end up in the hospital, but what was I told by nurses and doctors about the information coming off the second shot? I was told that it was had a partial live virus in it. But according to this, it doesn't. Now, later that night after I got the second shot... It was about 8.30 at night. I became extremely ill about like I had the flu. It reminded me of when I got the flu vaccination or the flu shot up or, or, or the, uh, the viral one that they give you, they shoot up your nose. I would always get sick from those because, again, it, it was a small portion of a weakened virus from the flu that they give you in the flu shot or the nasal spray. And I always got sick from it. I mean, deathly sick from it. And that's why I don't get the flu shot anymore. I had the same issue, and my wife can attest to this, with the Pfizer 2 vaccine shot. So two different pieces of information I'm being told by a hospital that this is a virus variant that is just like the flu. It's, it's, a, it's a lessened virus. But yet, according to this from the CDC, they're saying that the COVID vaccine does not carry any live virus, nor a weakened live virus. Here's another fun fact. They do not, the COVID-19 does not attract or interact with our DNA in any way. Well, that might be true. Um, 
it does say that the mRNA never enters the nucleus of the cell, which is where the DNA genetic material is kept in our bodies. It, cells it says cells break down and get rid of the mRNA soon after they are uh, finished using the instructions. Well, that might be true. I don't know anything about genetic compounds, so I'm not going to try to get into that. But what I do know is what I have said earlier, that a lot of people that have had vaccinations, especially in Israel and here in the United States, we're starting to see studies that are being done on people with blood. And they're starting to find out that people that have had vaccinations of any type for COVID, their blood is thicker than normal. Is that a coincidence? That might be a topic of discussion to further look into. Because there's all sorts of bad things that can happen if your blood is, you know, thicker than what it should be. Good example. Clotting. Heart issues. Do I need go on? But yet we still keep hearing push the vaccination, right? So when I come back, we're going to take an obscene profit timeout here. When I come back, we will continue more on this topic. Just stay tuned, folks. And we are back from our little break there. I am uh, going to go ahead and just cut off here, disturbed, down with the sickness, just because I thought it was relevant to what we're talking about today. So, go ahead and get disturbed, down with the sickness, cut. I would also like to go ahead today and uh, just tell everybody, again, happy Labor Day, uh, if you're listening. Getting back to our topic of discussion here, I'm going to close up with the COVID-19 topic here. The last thing that I wanted to mention before I, I took a little break there was the fact that if you go to the cdc.gov, uh, again, cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash 2019, if you go down through and read all the information down towards the very bottom of all of the information that they give out over COVID or any of the variants of COVID, or let's just go out and just say again, SARS, SARS-CoV-2, because that's what it is. It's SARS. There's a little topic right here, a little sentence that I want everyone to hear from their website. It says, to date... No variants of high consequence have been identified in the United States. Again, I want to read this. To date, no variants of high consequence or concern have been identified in the United States. Now, if everyone's thinking, well, well Mr. Nash, that's, that's probably not up to date. It's up to date, folks. I'm reading you an up to date CDC 
whole page worth of COVID-related material. It's all up to date, according to their website. I just thought that I would read that little point there, because what do we hear on the TV right now? If you live in Ohio, what do you what did you just hear from Governor Mike DeWine, or as I like to call him, Garth? What do we hear from Garth? Wear, wear your mask, man. Masks work. It's social distance. Isn't that what we heard? And that the Delta variant is deadlier? We keep hearing that from all the news outlets, too, that the, the Delta variant is going to kill everyone. Well, according to the CDC... Uh, Again, there are no variants of high consequence or concern that have been identified thus far in the United States. And you can even go through here. They give the code breakdown or the genetic makeup for each virus that they, they look at. And guess what? There's, there's nothing of great concern listed for the United States. So is this a contradiction to what we're hearing on the media outlets? I would say so. Is it a contradiction to what we're hearing from Joe Biden and his administration? I would say so. Is it even a contradiction from Dr. Anthony DeFauci? I would say so. Now, I'm not out here trying to antagonize anyone. I'm not out here trying to, again say that COVID or SARS isn't real. It is a real virus. I'm not saying that it doesn't kill people, folks. But what I'm saying is what I'm reading from legit follow the science websites from the CDC, from the World Health Organization, from universities that study this, from labs, I'm reading the same thing. I'm even giving you where to go to look at the information yourself. And I don't see this. I don't see this great concern. Which brings me to my last topic about this COVID or the variants or the vaccinations themselves. I have a lot of people that will send me negative comments saying, well, well, you don't take this seriously, Mr. Nat. You don't take this seriously at all. I do take it seriously, folks. I just don't go mass hysteria over it. It is just another virus, another sickness, and the ever long-growing list of things that are out there that the human body can rather contract and get and recover from. I call it the natural rate of the world through Mother Nature, through God. There are things out there that's going to be out of our control that man is not going to be able to conquer, not everything. Great example. If we can find a vaccination, or if you want to call it a vaccination... Then why haven't we found one for the last, what, 20 years for AIDS? I'm still waiting on that one. The excuse that you hear, it's too complex. 
AIDS is too complex that we haven't been able to find a cure for it in 20 years. But in less than a year, we can find a vaccination to somewhat fight COVID in less than a year. I find that really hard to believe. But again, that's just my opinion. My last point that I said that I was going to make was this was getting back to people saying that I don't think the virus is real. I don't I didn't say the virus isn't real, but this mass hysteria behind this virus is what I call fake. Yes, can it kill people? Absolutely. Has it killed people? Yes. SARS-CoV-2 has killed people. But the problem that I have with it, folks, is the media, the Biden administration, a lot of your politicians, Republicans, and Democrats keep selling this notion that we have to lock everyone down and put everybody under the same classification. That's not true. That's not the issue. People that are dying, no one person is the same as the next. We know that from just basic science. You want to follow the science? Let's look at basic science. No two people are the same. No two people's immune systems are the same. And I know what people are going to say. Well, then how do you account for all the deaths, Mr. Nash? Well, again, no two uh, people's bodies are the same, nor is their immune system. When people die of COVID, how many times do we hear of any underlined issues? Autoimmune issues. People that already have diseases or other sicknesses that contribute to this factor. SARS-CoV-2 or the COVID-19 virus or any of its variants. What does it say that they do? They're a highly contagious, a highly concentrated virus on our upper respiratory system. That's what this virus is. So if you have other underlining issues, what do you think it's going to do to your body? Why do you think the people that are ending up on ventilation systems are, are ending up on ventilation systems? Why do you think the elderly are dying? The same thing happens with the flu. Look at pneumonia in elderly people. There's a large percent of elderly people in the United States or people in general. When you're up above the age of 50, you become more vulnerable to it, to pneumonia, because your body can't fight it off. That doesn't mean it's deadlier than any other virus out there. It just means that individual, that individual, not everybody, that individual, rather body could not fight it off or had other underlining issues going on. But we never hear that. We hear this, well, one person's got to, we got to group everybody. It's going to affect, it's going to kill, everyone's going to end up in the hospital. We got to shut everything down. We got to stop this in schools. That's not the case. It's individuals. No two people are going to be the same. No two people's immune systems are going to be the same. And that's going to be my final point on the whole issue here with COVID today. Like I said, I, I had people that had 
legitimately written to me, written to me, and and left messages asking to break down what COVID nineteen is, the classification of it, and they wanted to know if I knew anything about the vaccinations. So I did my research some more. And I wanted to pull the information because I always have people go, well, well, you, you can't give out false information. Well, I didn't give you false information. I'm reading it step by step from everyone's precious CDC or the World Health Organization or scientific studies done by universities and labs that that's their jobs to study viruses. So there you have it, folks. That's the information that I just gave you today. I hope it answers all the questions over some of the, you know, messages and emails that I got about this subject. So <clears throat> now we're going to go to my next topic here. Just going to come up with some general news events that's happened here in the last 24 hours. There was a uh, study here I wanted to bring up as soon as I find it. There was a study here that was done by scientists here in the United States over the sun. Uh, basically, it was a study about how long our sun has until it goes... Um, red giant, and then dies out. The study says that our sun is about 4 billion years old. Scientists predict that man will be long gone or extinct by the time our sun actually becomes a red giant. They said the life of our sun probably still has about 10 billion years left uh, before it goes into its nymph stage. Uh, the study has it was done uh, looking at other stars or other suns and other solar systems over the last 15 years. Um, I just find that an interesting study. The other finding is they said once our sun does go into its next stage, which would be a red giant, that by the time that that happens again man will no longer be here unless we find a way off this rock because if once it goes into a red giant, it grows. And they said it will engulf Mars and the Earth. So if that's the case, none of us are going to be here because the planet isn't going to be here anymore. But I just found that interesting. You know, I wanted to share that just because of the simple fact, you know, with, with SpaceX and... All of the uh, scientific advancements that's going on with getting us to Mars and to uh, farther places out in our solar system. Um, now I, I found it to be a very interesting uh, news article. Uh, it was on Yahoo News. Um, so I would suggest if you want to learn more about it or if you're someone who likes to, it's got small children who are learning about the solar system or the sun, uh, especially since we're back in school. Um, it is a scientific topic that may interest some youngsters. 
getting back into this the regular news. Uh, this is from Politico. Uh, they are touting the new um, FX series uh, of the Clinton Lewis, uh, Lewinsky scandal. Uh, the article here says it's not just the president who was guilty. Well, I don't doubt that, but the Clintons have had a lot of um, negative sexual things in nature over the last several years come about. So I'm still going to go with probably it was more the Mr. Clinton, our former president, than it was Monica Lewinsky. But I'm not going to spoil that for everybody. I also wanted to read this article here from Politico. It says, um, a private matter, Joe Biden's very public clash with his own church. Now, I got to read a little bit of this, so I'll share it with everybody because I thought it was very interesting. It says, as a rule to dating back to the election, uh, the reporters who follow the president go everywhere with him but two places, inside his home and inside his church. When Joe Biden goes to Mass <clears throat> at his home parish in Delaware, the press observes from a designated area on the edge of the property 50 yards away, peering through the bars of the black right iron fence. They can see a small parking lot where his motorcade arrives. Uh... Getting basically into this article, because it's a pretty, pretty lengthy article. Basically, folks, at St. Joseph, which is the church where Biden attends, it's his Catholic church that he attends, there's a lot of hostilities going on, basically. <clears throat> this has to do with where most churches, especially Catholic churches, sit on the lines against abortion. Most churches, most, most Catholic churches, most, most Catholic followers of the Catholic church all agree on one thing. Abortion is bad. Almost all of them are pro-life. Now, why do I bring this up in relevancy? Well, because what has happened here in the last several days? We had the Supreme Court rule that the Texas abortion law could stand in the state of Texas. And what was immediately put out by Joe Biden and his administration. That they wanted to pack the court. They totally disagree with the Supreme Court. And if they can find a way, <clears throat> pardon me, if they can find a way to get around the Supreme Court by rather packing it, are coming up with something harsh to take the Supreme Court to, to court, which is laughable in itself, seeing how the Supreme Court is the final say in the law of the land when it comes to interpreting the law. That's their job. I find that funny that he thinks that he's going to override the Supreme Court and their decision. What is kind of hilarious about this article is it proves a great point that Mr. Biden, our president, you, sir, cannot have your cake and eat it too. You have to have it one way or the other. 
You're rather a man of God through the Catholic Church because you are a follower of the Catholic Church. That is your parish. You follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Or you don't. And according to you and your presidency, what was it that you stated the other day? And I quote, what the, what the Texas law does against abortion, you stated, basically flies in the face of women's right to do what they want to do with their bodies. So which is it, Mr. President? You rather are a follower of the Catholic Church and of Christ, which means you're supposed to preserve all life, or you're not. And I would love people to weigh in on this topic. I know there's a lot of people who disagree with me on this topic. Now, I have made my own opinions clear. And that my own opinion is I have my own little sets of rules when it comes to abortion. Matter of fact, I have three sets of rules. I don't believe in abortion. Unless it has to do with incest. Rape. Or if there is a medical, and I mean a severe medical reason, that puts rather you or the child, the mother and the child, in harm's way. It also comes down to, I think, it uh, uh, the father and the mother making a mutual decision. Especially in places and other states where abortion is legal. And that right there is not my right to tell somebody what they can or cannot do. But that's, again, that's my opinion. And there's a lot of people that disagree with me, and that's fine. We can all agree to disagree here, folks. <clears throat> I just wanted to bring up that article. I found it um, quite interesting, to be, be, be honest with you. The other one I, I've got here is from Newsmax. It says, uh, Border Patrol tries to fill in holes and border wall that Biden left. I don't really need to go into many details about this article because the title of it pretty much gives it away. The Biden administration has made holes in the wall. The Biden administration has left large areas of the border open. And that's where the flooding of illegal immigration, crimes, sex trafficking is coming. You have the Border Patrol trying to fill these holes and trying to finish the gaps in these key areas. I also wanted to bring up uh, uh, the, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, folks, is, is coming up here in just a couple days. And... I'm, I'm starting to see news articles. This one again, and this one was on, um, again, on Newsmax. It says, the day that the that changed our world. Um, good example, it says right here, it says, the 9-11 plotters, where are they now? Um, Biden signs order... Releasing FBI documents on Saudi 9-11 ties. And we've all heard about all this stuff before. It's nothing new. But 
as we roll around getting closer here to the uh, anniversary of 9-11, I think this is going to be rather the 20th or the 21st anniversary of, of 9-11. Uh, don't quote me on that. Isn't it a dink that with everything that's going on in our national security issues, the blunder in Afghanistan that's going on, we're starting to see these articles pop up everywhere. I wonder why. I've mentioned this before. I'll say this again. Could it be because we have an administration who's just letting anyone roll through the southern border unchecked? We have no idea. No idea who has come in or out of this country. No idea. And that's a scary thought. Especially as we see the carnage unfolding in Afghanistan. One has to think, well, if we've turned everything back to the Taliban or Al-Qaeda, what is the next plan? What is their next move? And have they already infiltrated the United States? And I'm telling you, folks, I don't want to see another September 11th happen. I don't. But I have a scary, scary feeling that if we do not start waking up over the issue of our national security, we're going to have something unfold that none of us want to see again. And I pray every day to the God, our God, that nothing like that happens. I also wanted to read this. This has been on a couple of news outlets. It says, Rep. Jo uh, Jackson, Taliban holding Americans until U.S. recognizes. And that's basically until the U.S. recognizes that the Taliban is the rightful leadership and in control of Afghanistan. Folks, we already knew that this was going to happen. The Afghanistan, uh, the, uh, the Taliban were going to take American citizens that are still there hostage. They're going to kill so many, and then we're going to have what we, we have a hostage situation on our hands. And that's what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. It's a power play. It's a power play between the Taliban and the United States. And I can tell you who's going to win out. Because it ain't going to be it ain't going to be Joe Biden and his administration. And it sure as hell isn't going to be this soppy U.S. military. Uh, high brass, not not our soldiers. I, I want to make this very clear. Not our soldiers. But the brass that's in charge, that's working under the Biden administration, they're not going to lift a finger to do anything. So you know who's going to come out the victors on that one. I'm going to go ahead and take one more profit timeout. I've got a couple places that I would like to advertise uh, when we come back. Hold tight, folks. And we are back. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. Like I said, we are going into Labor Day here, folks, on your on your Monday. So let's go ahead and 
It's a great song. Let's go ahead and get it uh, taken down here a notch and get back to finishing up the topics at hand today. Last bit of news that I would like to bring up is um, this was from USA Today's backlash. They issued a correction on the fact checker after claiming Biden checked his watch. Uh, after the ceremony in, uh, at Dover with the uh, armed service members uh, that was being brung back with the flags being draped over their caskets. Um, everyone remembered Biden checking his watch. It, it, it really, really pissed a lot of people off, which it should. I mean, it was disrespectful for starters. But USA Today was forced to issue a correction on their so-called fact checker looking into the backlash for President Joe Biden. Um, again, uh, they had to issue a statement. Um, the fact checker claimed that the uh, he was partly false, writing the image that Biden... Um, was just checking his watch um, there at the uh, service members uh, coming off the plane, their, their, gray, their um, uh, caskets again. So I just wanted to bring that up because, like I said, you have the USA Today who claims they're never wrong coming out saying that, yes, indeed, we made a big no-no. So the last bit of information or subject matter that I would like to talk about today, folks, is basically what Labor Day is. Now, we all know it's a holiday, but does anyone really know? And if you have youngsters that are, are, are in the room or listening to my voice, this is a good educational topic here. So I'm going to go ahead and break down what Labor Day is. The first Monday in September is celebrated nationally as Labor Day. So how do we get this holiday and why no one is quite sure on who created it? Well, we're going to get into that. So the first idea of this being a public um, holiday or event was in 1882. Uh, in September of 1882, the unions in New York City decided to have a parade to celebrate their members being in unions. To show support for all unions, at least 20,000 people were there, and the workers had to give up a day's pay to attend. There was also a lot of beer and alcohol drinking involved in this event. Now, the New York Parade inspired other unions by the time 1887 rolled around. This had <clears throat> reached into Oregon, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Colorado, and they all began celebrating Labor Day. So, just to let everyone know, if you want to know how or who made it a national holiday. 
Well, that would be Grover Cleveland. He helped make Labor Day a national holiday. After violence related to the uh, Pullman Railroad strike, President Cleveland and lawmakers in Washington wanted a federal holiday to celebrate labor. And not a holiday celebrated on May. So Cleveland signed an act in 1894 establishing federal holidays. Uh, most states had already passed laws uh, establishing a Labor Day holiday by this point. Uh, Senator James Henderson uh, of South Dakota introduced um, the, uh, the S-730 to make uh, Labor Day a federal legal holiday on the first Monday of September. It was approved on June the 28th of 1894. Now, the holiday has evolved over the years. In the late 19th century, celebrations focused on parades <clears throat> in urban areas. Now the holiday is celebrated and honors organized labor with fewer parades and more activities. It also marks the, the preserved end to the summer season. So if you didn't know that, it also marks the end of summer. It also is an unofficial end to hot dog season. If you didn't know that, that's a funny little a little side note there. It says the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council says that between Memorial Day and Labor Day, Americans will eat 7 billion hot dogs. That's a lot of hot dogs. Uh, how many people are union members today? There's a good question. In fact, it says, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, there were 14.8 million union members in the workforce in 2017. There were 17.7 million in 1983. So the actual labor unions has actually went down. There's a statistic and a fact for everybody. Uh, what is the biggest union today? The biggest union today. The National Education Association is about 3 million people who are members, including inactive and lifetime members. I'm just reading off a little bit of factual information about little things about unions and the holiday itself. But there you go. That is the holiday itself on how Labor Day came to be and who started Labor Day as a national holiday. So that is the news, folks. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here another episode of Political Theater with me, your host, Charles Nash. Uh, again, Drop us a line. We're on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We're on Facebook. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Spotify. We are on Anchor. We are on Google Podcasts. Uh, there's a lot of outlets we're on. So drop us a line. Uh, you know, tell us what you think. Uh, if you have some topics that you would like to address 
or just some questions that you would like to ask me, please feel free. It doesn't even have to be political re, uh, political related. So, again, this has been another great episode. I wish everyone a happy Monday and a great Labor Day. And I am signing off. Have a great night, folks. <laughs>